You're listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadal and Will Watkins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's Zeros on Heroes. It's a very special episode this week because we have guests, and we will introduce them in a second. My name is Mike Mercadal, and with me is... Will Watkins! We have two very special guests visiting from uh, South Florida. Uh, we have Matt Bellick and Jackie Barron. Say hello, guys. What's up? What's up, everybody? Hey. Shut the fuck up, Jackie! <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Jackie. <laughs> you see, when people hear that... They're gonna th- they're gonna not know that that is an established thing between the three of you. We have a very strong friendship. A very strong where you can tell each you, they can tell you to shut the fuck up, and you're like, well, that's how I know that they like. Shut it. the fuck up, Jackie. <laughs> All right, like easy. We a, have new <laughs> listeners. It's a verbal hug. We have new listeners. I have low self. Uh, thanks to all the new listeners who are now being uh, yelled at by Will. Um, we did get a bunch of new listeners from the Santa episode because we're we're gonna we're gonna review that. That was a lot of fun for us. Yeah, it was fun. It was. We didn't even have a plan. We're just gonna like talk off the top of our heads. I'm gonna tell you right now, the idea for our Santa movie is gaining traction. Bro, it's fucking. gaining traction. If there's any Hollywood types listening, <laughs> uh, I after the day after we recorded that, I found out that Kevin Smith was actually gonna start doing a movie called Krampus. No. And then it got side uh, sidelined because he's he's gonna start doing the Great uh, North trilogy. Yeah, he did because uh, he's got Tusk, he did came, Tusk out. came out. Now he's gonna do uh, Yoga Hosers with his daughters, with his with daughter him and Johnny Depp's and daughter. Johnny Depp's daughter. And then after that is uh, ah, fuck, I forgot the third Moose one. Jaws. Moose it's Jaws. The one yeah, with Jaws it's like Jaws moose. with Moose. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was gonna do a Krampus movie, so I think. Time's ticking, Hollywood. Yeah, let's get this. Uh, we gotta beat Kevin Smith to the punch. <laughs> Us and no one else. <laughs> Let's just do it like clerk style, just to like, well, just max out all of our credit cards to like fund it. To just like it, he yeah, did yeah. clerks. I'm like, I'm beating your own game! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're the new you! Yeah. We're both fat bearded guys. We can Feel do free this. To jump in whenever you guys want. There's no, there's no. Did uh, you guys see Tusk? <laughs> I did no. not see Tusk. I haven't the, seen it either. This, I wanted I to really bad. It, it bombed terribly, but. <clears throat> I keep hearing good things from horror fans. Right. Like, I, I'm, I like I like horror movies as much as the next guy, but I'm not a horror fan. I'm not either. But part of me wants to see it just to see Justin Long turn into this fucking... Like, I just want to yeah. see that. It's like almost like a side, I, I saw, show, like I saw, a side show thing. I saw a mock-up of, like, what he looks like at the end of the movie, and I was like, ah, I wish I hadn't seen that, because it's, it's fucking cool looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks really cool. Well, okay, this brings, a, brings us to a couple things where uh, I am not big on spoilers now. I used to love them, and then, like, now that... Episode seven, Star Wars Episode seven is coming out, and anytime they show like a deleted or, or extra behind the scenes footage, like when they flew the drones over and they saw the pictures of the Millennium Falcon and shit, I don't like that anymore. I, I, I'm I'm in. I'm gonna see the movie. I just so agree. I, I, really I like want... it. It builds I, I up don't... anticipation. I like well, you that. just said it ruined Tusk for you to see what he looked like at the end. No, that was from a leaked photo. Though it was like one of those people was like, "Ah, oh, I love Tusk. It was a great movie," but it was like, "Ah, well, you're not part of the production." Like anytime, like. Stuff gets quote unquote leaked. Like it's obviously like the the, the producers and the and the film studio leaked it on purpose. Right. I don't like seeing the leaked stuff. I, I don't like it. Like it. They, like they never spoil. So why don't you like it, Jackie? I don't like it because if I see the leaked stuff, I won't go see the movie because I'll be like, oh, I can kind of like piece together what the movie is, and I'm just I, fuck it then. Well, because you can expect what's coming. You yeah, know... I know what's gonna come. So what <clears> am I gonna go sit there for an hour and a half? It's like if someone told it. you the punchline without context of some one of your jokes. Like someone went and told a punchline to one of your jokes. In, in the in like as they're walking out of the comedy club for one show, and the other person's going in, and they say, and you, they overhear something, 
And then they're like, I oh, I know what that joke is going to be. Yeah, well, I and mean, then you don't laugh as loud, and exactly. it's just not as enjoyable. It's also kind of like seeing, like, uh, like Bill Burr had a special, so he, like, released, like, one quick clip, one joke of his. But that's intentional. Like, a, like that's an amuse-bouche, that's what I mean, that's an intentional leak, like... But I feel like that's different, though. That's because, not a leak. That's more because like because he's link, leaking like a part of it, and the rest of it's completely different. With a movie, when they leak yeah. part of it, it links to every other part of the See, movie. So it's like if they show... you can do a strategic leak, like the Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I know nothing about the movie. Like that's literally it's it's building anticipation. A trailer like, is different than a leak, though. I mean, it, it's a, it's the same thing nowadays. No, like when they, okay. I feel like it. Is, now, I, I agree. Now there. I understand. Now I understand where you're getting at with leaks because I'm not talking. I'm not talking about. A trailer or the teaser. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like when you get, um, like some uh, a picture from the set of something. Like I, I I know they pop up and everybody loves them, but I don't like to see it. That's that's the studios, man. Sure. That's totally like when they did the Amazing Spider-Man. When they're doing the Andrew Garfield one, there was the the leak of like where's Andrew Garfield and he had like a giant robe on, but he didn't have his mask, but you could see just a little bit. Of his costume, right? And it was like, oh, that's obviously like, oh, no, oh, we can almost see it. It's kind of like it's very, it's very similar, like when you were like eight years old and like you were at Channel eighty seven and it was like the boobs that were green the, but it had the, the, the distortion <laughs> and you're like, I can, I can see a little bit, like like a scrambled nipple. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you're jerking off to the scrambled nipple. Like which that's I, the same thing which as like a nerd it. fan looking at like a piece of Andrew Garfield's collar that happened to be red and blue, and he's going, Ah, no, I can't see, I can see a costume. Oh. But that is very different <laughs> than. Uh, which that visual was horrifying for the <laughs> listener, my God. And then he was like, ah, take that guy. No, no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, please stop. He's <laughs> webbed you. Oh, oh my God. It's but, a web in your eye. Oh. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. That is very different than releasing a picture of what Justin Long is going to look like, where the whole plot of the movie Correct. is him turning I into think it's, the well, yeah. that, that was I saw that after the movie was released and everything. Like, that's a true... To me, a spoiler is, like, after the movie's released, and somebody goes, oh, crazy, the ending was like this. And you're like, no, fucking... Like, that's why I have to stay off Twitter. Like, I had uh, Sons of Anarchy was ruined for me. Uh, through Instagram, I mean, there's so many times, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. TV series. I Breaking hate those spoilers. Well, Walking Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad, Bad all that Breaking totally, Bad, yeah. I was behind. I do comedy. I can't watch this shit. Well, all the time. in all honesty, I think you have. I think it should be like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. There's the, a show the time span. Yeah, that's fair. Then it's okay to be like, all right, here's what happened. But I was only like a like a I was like a week within. Yeah, that. if it's a week, yeah. Like that's, literally, that's as soon as the episode was done, they were like, oh well. Yeah, and I, hate that. That. And I was like, oh, fucking They're tweeting as it's happening. That's the worst. Like Walking Dead, the 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 mid season finale that just happened right now yeah AMC spoiled it yeah, yeah, yeah on Facebook they, they were like they brought the picture of look spoiler alert it's on fucking Facebook <laughs> if you watch Walking Dead you know and then like uh, you see uh, Norman Reedus carrying uh, or Daryl c- carrying uh, Beth. Beth's dead body yeah they're like yeah she's, he's carrying it he's crying and it was and it was it was put out like the second the East Coast uh, ver- uh, episode ended. Yeah, which means that anybody who's on the West Coast, from what I heard, saw it. Like, from what I heard, it was actually earlier than that. Where it was like four. Yeah, I think it was before. I think they released because I oh, followed. I didn't know. Before. I saw. I thought it was right as right I, as. I as think the they released ended. it at four p.m. Eastern time, but they meant to release it four a.m. Eastern time. Oh, because then it would be like one o'clock yeah. Pacific time, and that's when everybody's seen it. Like ah, they, so or they've already done the second rerun. It was like a fuck up, like when you do the alarm on your, on your yeah. car. Yeah. Like coming from a dude who yeah. used to do like social marketing and stuff, like there, you know, you can schedule that post to go right, out at a certain right. time. Sounds like somebody just hit AM instead, instead of PM. PM or PM. PM instead of AM. Right. And hit for the wrong day or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
To be fair, okay, so this brings us to what we were talking about, what we want to talk about. So, like, the leaks of information, like, these these uh, prospective uh, castings, I don't think those are leaks either. So, like, we, we found out that Idris Elba is in the running to be the new Bond. It wasn't that he's in the running. He was mentioned as a good potential. Because, you know, I think Daniel Craig still has this movie that they're making right now. More, right? And then he has one more after that. Okay. So then after that, they would have to get a new Bond. And in my opinion, by the time that Daniel Craig's done with it, like it's going to be another old Bond. I fell out of Bond at Quantum of Solace. I didn't watch it. Really? Yeah, I mean, I hear, I heard it's good. Like when Skyfall, Skyfall came Skyfall's out, pretty good. All right. Oh, I, mean, okay. I haven't seen Skyfall. Skyfall, but I'd like to. Skyfall's yeah. good, man. I mean, it's like it's one of those like uh, it, Skyfall really pulls from. Did you know, like it's one of these movies where uh, any action movie in the past ten years has to have it where uh, hero meets villain, villain attacks heroes base of operations right villain gets caught on purpose to destroy that base of operations then gets released and blah 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 it's the same thing like Avengers it was like the Joker with uh, Commissioner Gordon and Commissioner Gordon Loki getting caught the helicarrier right Mm -hmm. and then this like spoiler alert it's been fucking three four years ago yeah yeah but like the villain gets caught on purpose to launch the attack whatever right right and And also there's a lot of exposition that can you know fall out of that scene if, if you know like yeah. the, it's like tell me your evil plan and then like it's like the Austin Powers I think is like one of the better spoofs the original the first yeah, one yeah, yeah. was one of the better spoofs of the villain hero dynamic yeah because there's all of that in there like yeah. there's all of that like telling the plan before the guy dies and yeah, yeah and there's like all of this reveal you know like, where, where really it, it's unnecessary yeah well you know what Daniel Craig actually said in an interview just like a couple weeks ago that he said uh, the reason why the big change in James Bond where they rebooted it was because of Austin Powers they said they couldn't go back to it because like Austin Powers got released and then they did like gold finger, gold member was the gold, second one. Gold member, yeah. And then right or after the spy who shagged me. Oh, spy who shagged yeah. me, yeah. So it was after the spy who shagged me is when uh, Die Another Day came out, the third Pierce Brosnan one. And it was like too much. And it was like, it was so it was so hacky and it was terrible. The one, was that the one with the Where, like they had invisible cars and an ice palace right, and shit like right, that? Right, yeah. And so like, and then it, it came out within like weeks of the Austin Powers sequel. And the Austin Powers sequel made more money than the Die Another Day. Than the actual Bond. And so they were like, we gotta fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta yeah. change shit up. That was the one with, uh, uh... Fuck, what's her name? Halle Berry? Yeah. 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 Which is great. I mean, she looked... But anyway, so the, one of the rumors from the Sony leak was that uh, one of the uh, one of the Sony producers, or CEOs, was like, we should get Idris Alba because he's fucking amazing and he's great he yeah, yeah, yeah he really is and great, he does man. he, he kind of exudes James Bondishness he, I, there's a, do there's, you guys know what we're talking about Idris Alba no do you know what I'm talking about uh, I saw a picture yeah I, I, he was a, uh, he was on The Wire he was he was, uh, he was on Q. Thor he's, oh, a, he's he, a very he's like, very attractive black man he was the uh, wasn't he like the, he was the that's the, the guardian, thing is that he's right? black yeah so there's a there's a fervor you know what about I've heard a, something about this yeah but it's a new <clears throat> it's a new culture new society people are very upset about age. that huh but people people, well, people Rush, are like Rush Limbaugh and all them like, yeah, yeah. Ah. the wrong people people that are no upset one about gives a shit about yeah. and if you do you don't no one gives a shit about you right well to well be, I'm liberal to be fair some people do think that you should stick to the true character of the story so it's a white, you know, British spy. I but mean, if you did that, literally none of the other James Bond fit to the actual character in the book. Yeah. Actually, the closest one Pierce. is uh, fucking Daniel Craig right now. Yeah, yeah. Because in the book, he's not actually handsome. Like, Daniel Craig, I mean... He's rugged. 
He's rugged. Like his face is fucked up. If you look at, he's got you know the best who would of be nose. Good than Ryan Phillippe. He's got a good rugged. Ah, uh, it's got to be British though. Ryan it's got to be British. You can't I have an American. It's got to be British. I just want to see. And what is this? Nineteen ninety-seven. Jesus. Say, what did you just watch? Uh, true. Uh, what is this? Cruel Intentions. Wow. Cruel Intentions. Oh, like, one of my favorites. Yes. Yeah. No, I think I think he could be good. That's Idris Albert right there. Oh, he's yeah. cute. Yeah. yeah. He's older though. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot older. By the time the next Daniel Craig movie is. I think his age is more of a problem than his his skin color. No, you could shave him. He doesn't. Yeah. I mean, that was one of my issues with Daniel Craig right now. Is because like they rebooted it in Casino Royale, and they were like, "Oh, he's he's brand new, James Bond spy. We're just making him a, a spy right now." And then the next one, he was like, "Oh, I'm so old." Yeah, and I was like, "Well, you just had your origin story. You can't be the old." <laughs> curmudgeon now like you can't you can't be embittered after a year yeah 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 and he's like, oh, this, is, this fucking spy game's tough oh, man. Jesus my bag is hurting well, I got a I, knee now I think the question is then if they're looking to make such a drastic change to make it still interesting and appealing to people maybe it's maybe there's not much more they can add on to James the James Bond Series of I think they jump in the shark by go like we'll go with the black guy. Like I feel like this is like a like a last resort kind of thing to try to get people still interested in. That's like a marketing movies. thing. Well, everything that Hollywood does is a last resort because if it yeah. doesn't work, it's it's pretty yeah. much over until right. someone else comes and comes but with a new like last. Resort. Maybe they should just accept that it's over now with everything good and well. <laughs> yeah. Then to go, they would to never. No, no, they will never, never stop making James Bond movies. Yeah, but they're, they're then, then you're gonna take away from like it's kind of like when Brett Favre went to go play for the Vikings and then the Jets. It kind of, like, took away from everything he did with the Packers. Yeah, like when like Michael Jordan went and he, was right. and, he, and he went back like, to the Wizards. Exactly. Baseball and he went to the Wizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, James Bond is, like, it's been established that he can be played by as many actors as possible. Correct, like, yeah, yeah. At one point, literally, like, two separate studios produced James Bond movies where, like, there was Never Say Never Again with Sean Connery right. who came back to the role. Meanwhile, Roger Moore was already playing him and, in, like... In a, a continuation of the original James Bonds yeah. with the Broccoli family. So it was like they came out within like a week of each other. Is this episode about James Bond? I don't know. I guess it's turning well, into well, one. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think the James Bond movies are getting better or worse? Do you uh, think it's. It, it doesn't, it doesn't isn't matter. Isn't it kind of getting to a point where it's kind of like. I think it's movie off? by movie. It's man. about six. Yeah, because Skyfall uh, was better than Quantum of Solace. More people saw it. I mean, I'm talking about money wise. Yeah. Right. It was a bigger movie. Casino Royale was fucking amazing. But Casino That's Royale was great. Oh, yeah. I only saw. There was a lot of poker good. in it because it was very well, poker heavy well, at the it was time. Casino Royale. Yeah. Right, no, no, no. But there was. It was like it, it felt like it felt like it was like a James Bond slash poker movie. Well, it, like that Casino Royale was like probably the most staying true to the original yeah, novel yeah, yeah. of all of them, aside from like the cell phones and shit. Right. right. But uh, I mean, it was because James Bond, like technically, when it started out, wasn't like, oh, let's all fight everybody all the time. He, he was action smooth. sequences. He was sneaky. It was like, oh, this is like espionage. This yeah, is, yeah. Like even the Jason Bourne movies, like there still needs to be that tension that built up. Yeah. yeah. Right. Occasionally, well, he punches a dude. What in the was throat. the other? There was the, uh, yeah. So I mean, that that's uh, this is all speculation and a possibility. It was just yeah, an idea, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The internet machine on, runs on yeah. fumes, really? Yeah. Pretty much no substance. That's, you know what's funny? is We can go back uh, if we want to do a DeLorean. You want to do we'll a DeLorean? DeLorean. Yeah. Uh, like we were talking about Spider-Man before. Remember the whole thing about like Marvel wanted to get uh, get the rights back for, for Spider-Man? Yeah. So that apparently was off the table completely. Then when the hack came out, all the fans were like, oh, Marvel needs to get it back. And yeah, then yeah. it was like, oh, the fans are speaking. Like, we got to... Like, if it wasn't for the fans hearing about the Sony yeah. hack and everything, like, it would still be, there would still be two separate things. So do you think that the whole Donald Glover Spider-Man thing could happen again? No, nah, it's, ne it's never going to happen. Is he's, what if they bring back the Spider-Man as the Miles Morales Spider-Man? 
Nah, it's not gonna. Happen. You don't think so? All right, no. Well. no. So that was just a rumor. Uh, what? What uh, part? Who's the guy you just said? That Donald, Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yeah. The guy from Community? Yeah. Like, yeah. So was he Spider-Man or that no, was no, a when rumor? No, no. That, that was a rumor for potential people were pretty casting. upset about that, too. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's Racist upset. People. Yeah, Racist people get yeah. very upset. But everybody gets upset about not their guy not getting picked or so the, the the wrong guy getting picked. So like even when Daniel Craig internet. was it's cast as James theory. Bond, they were like, "Man, he's blonde and he has blue eyes." Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a big deal too. What's what was that? the other? What was the other casting thing that you wanted to bring up? Uh, oh, the thing. Uh, Star Wars said they're gonna have the uh, Han Solo uh, uh, solo movie. Yeah, Han Solo the solo movie? spinoff. Uh, spinoff, but uh, they said they might bring in Aaron Paul to some effect. They haven't released what he would be doing. Would he be like young Han Solo? I would hope he... not. Uh, I hope not bad. either. He's too small and too... Uh, well, I mean, you, you only know him from... from like mo- Most people only know him from Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Yeah, where he's just, or the Price is Right. The Price is Right. a Price is Right. You never saw that? No. What? Ah, we gotta Google that shit. He's a Price is Right contestant. It's yeah. Fantastic. No oh, wait way. A minute. Yeah. Um, oh, keep, keep talking about yourselves. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely would like he's to see it. He's got good audio. He, but yeah, but what he, he did that one race car movie, and it was just uh, terrible. Made for Speed? Yeah. yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. I never saw it, but I knew I didn't want Dude, to see it. I saw People like want to work with him, though, so it. much after Breaking Bad. So he, much. He seems like the stereotypical dude moved out to L.A. to be a movie star and ended up doing commercials for 10 years until he finally got his big break on a, on a TV show. He yeah. seems like the stereotypical dude like that. Uh, I don't know his longevity though. Yeah. Like I feel like he's left his mark on TV history, sort of like yeah, sort of the way uh, what's his name Joey from Friends. Yeah. Matt LeBlanc, mm-hmm. where he had like an amazing role on right. an amazing show that's going to go down in history as one of the best TV shows ever. But then it was like he did Lost in Space and yeah, didn't take off. He did really that movie with well, the, he does, the he monkey did who was a He does. Oh yeah, that movie was awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, like episodes, he he's pretty much spinoff. spooping himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, the spin off failed. The spin off Lisa awful. Kudrow, though, she does the, the comeback. The comeback, which is she almost. Does, yeah. yeah. She's making fun she of herself. She also used to do the. What was the other thing that she used to do on HBO? That's the comeback. Yeah. Is that the therapy thing? Where she, no, that she also used to do. Maybe it was just on TV then, or on the internet. But I thought it was an HBO thing where she did, she was a therapist. I don't know. Uh, or something? Yeah. No, I don't remember I don't what know it was. Yeah. Did you forget about this, Romy this, and Michelle? Huh? Yeah, no, that was Romy great. Romy and Come Michelle on. killed it. Yeah. That's, still one of, that's still a great... That's a, that movie they're, holds up. They're actually going to make yeah. a sequel to that. Cult classic. Really? This is, okay, well, let, let's let's hear what the new Han Solo... Those have recovered enough to go on, Rod. Who's our next player? Well, let's see what we can do for Aaron Sturdivant. Oh! Aaron, Aaron Sturdivant! Look how happy he is. He took away the... Look at that Took away the future meth dealer. The future, uh, he's a he's an Emmy Award winner, right? Emmy Award winner, yeah. yeah. Oh You're the man! Oh my god! It shows that like on those game shows you have to play a character. You have yeah, to be an yeah. Now I want to do Bob Barker as our hero. <laughs> Oh, Bob Barker's amazing. He like he gets picked right away. Like he he wins this round. Yeah, he's totally playing a character. Yeah. Yeah. Say. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Awful. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Oh, that's she. One dollar. Oh, I thought oh. He was gonna Everyone else is just being normal. Why is he on crack? Or meth? Yeah! See? What? And the crowd oh loves it. That Aaron Paul is, is acting his ass off there. Yeah. I mean, he was playing with the crowd. He was getting everybody involved. 
He's really he's like, a good alive. hype man. Yeah, he's a hype man. Matt, take notes. What is that small little boot hanging from his? Oh shoot! Oh. oh my god! What is that? A, oh, and he drops the ground. This is uh, yeah. He's a hero. A Price is Right hero. Well, I mean, does he get to play Plinko or anything like that? Those are my. But you could, so, you could, yeah, it is my favorite game. But you could see that he's already like good at like playing that that role of like he's he's playing a crazy character. I feel like I feel like if someone gave him out another of control. role, yeah, I feel like if someone gave him another role, you think he'd be a bad, like that, yeah, a bad Han Solo though. That's what you're saying, Will? I don't, see, I don't see it. I don't want. To, do you think he'd be a good Han Solo? I don't think he'd be a good character for Han Solo. I don't want to no. see. I don't want. I'm tired of seeing uh, origin stories for Star Wars things. Yeah. Like Patton Oswalt has that great joke of uh, in the episode one you see Darth Vader, but he's a little kid. Yeah. In episode two you see Boba Fett, but he's a little kid. Yeah. In episode three you see the Death Star, but they're building it and they're both kind of just looking at it. You yeah, know, like it doesn't yeah. do any. It doesn't. It doesn't like add anything to the story. In fact, it can only take away. Yeah. So they're already doing Han Solo old yeah. now in episode seven, seven, eight, nine, or whatever. He's going to be old or dead. I think he's going to die at some point. There's he rumors. To, he rumors. has to die at some point. I mean, they're, they're throwing out all the existing whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you guys this question. Would you rather them pick, like, a an actor that everyone knows to play this character? Or would you, like, like someone that's played other roles, you know, whatever names they're tossing around? Or would you rather them pick someone that's, like, up and coming that no one really knows about? To take on this person depends on the depends on the role. Because if they are going to do a young Han Solo, I'd rather it be an unknown. I'd rather it be someone that I don't compare to. That's how I would to. feel personally. I but would the story better be, be. But the story better be fucking great. I mean, yeah, like that's where I would hold that much higher, like to, to much higher standards than the than the episode seven. Also, my issue with like getting a very big celebrity is it takes away from the whole rest of the story mm-hmm. because Star Wars is so fantastic and everything. And then like like for instance, episode one. And then it's like, oh, you know, there's Anna Consolo. Nobody knows any of these people. Even, like, Ewan McGregor at the time wasn't too well-known. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't, like, a huge name. Yeah, and I think, like, the biggest one uh, in the Neeson. first part of it was Liam Neeson. But even he, right. like, even American audiences weren't too familiar. Like, Rob Roy was the biggest movie I think he had been in. Right, right, right. And then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, it's Samuel Jackson. Sam oh, Jackson. the guy from Pulp Fiction and fucking all those other movies that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, that's, like, most people are like, oh, remember that character, Samuel Is Jackson? Is he the same motherfucker in this movie? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, got to yeah. say it at some point. He says it in every movie. He yeah. says motherfucker. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Like, it leaves it open to question. This is, again, shouting into the wind. I mean, there's no, there's no real substance to any of this stuff. But if they do the Han Solo spinoff uh, where he's young, that's going to be... I think people are going to care more about the that being so, it's like it's like when they like Boba Fett like if they were to make a Boba Fett movie that would be like the one that they have to do no press for they can't let anybody in like it has to be like a huge secret mm-hmm. and then they just like oh by the way we made a Boba Fett movie and here it is you know because yeah. then because the years of them making that movie and uh, dissecting it I feel like the Han Solo movie would be the same way. I think it would be horrible to do a, a Boba Fett movie because for the simple reason that it's the same thing that would ha- that happened to episode one and with the new Indiana Jones one was that Boba Fett is this character that like took on its own... like He was only a small part in yeah. Empire Strikes Back. He was right. a very small part in Return of the Jedi, but it's the fans that made him bigger than he was. So like, in, there are a million different movies that could be made inside the heads of all these fans so that when they finally do see the movie that is made, they're mm-hmm. going to go, ah, it's not even... That's not... The it was in my head right, like, right it's right. not as good as what I could have done exactly that's what I'm saying it's, it's like it's gonna be the same thing as like when an actor like sees another actor has a role and they're like man I could have fucking played it better yeah well, well I, I could have done that joke better or whatever yeah. it was yeah 
Well, I mean, look, it leaves a lot to up in the air and a lot to speculate, and that's why I don't really want to get all the info. Because I don't want to... I already have the ideas in my head. I don't want newer ideas. or right. I don't want to speculate on what they could be making. Because I'm already now thinking about fucking young Han Solo, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be a moment where he meets Chewbacca, and it's going to be like <laughs> a weird kind of... Uh, bromance thing that they're going to try and force on everybody and then it's going to be like hey, they don't like each other at first but then they become friends like that whole thing is going to happen if they do a young Han Solo movie well you know what's funny is like they were like, I don't know because this is part of the expanded universe like they ha- they've had that meeting before yeah like it's already been fleshed out that people know the story but thrown out but it's thrown out yeah it's like you know Han Solo's part of the Empire and he was a uh, he was a, a pilot in the Empire and he was stationed on Kashyyyk the Wookiee home planet right. and they and had Han- enslaved I- all the Wookiees and then he, like Han Solo was responsible for getting all the Wookiees out of enslavement and so Chewbacca forms a life debt with Han Solo and mm-hmm. all that stuff yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. like oh that's already been fleshed out like why do we need another movie Right? they should make that into the movie yeah th- I mean that's probably what they would do I, I, would, I would hope they do that but but whatever we're getting way <laughs> we're getting way deep into yeah, everything <laughs> else we're like a half hour in. No, we're like, we're, I have no we're idea what a Boba Fett is for the record. Alright. Well, you're going to Shut the fuck up, Jackie! <laughs> there you go. Jesus and Christ! It full circle. <laughs> full circle. You cow. Thank Just you. brought. Wow. Uh, that's all okay, listeners. That's, that's fine. That's like the nicest thing he's They're ever friends. said. That's all okay. Oh, right, happy birthday, by the way. Yeah. Thank you yeah, so much. Happy birthday. So, the reason. Okay. Alright, now that's. <laughs> we're done with all of that shit. Let me give yeah. you your uh, birthday presents a big box of. Shut the fuck up! Oh. Jackie! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright, anyway. <laughs> That's making me sad because I hear someone shout out, shut the fuck up, and I'm like, oh, me? No. Uh, Is it me? No. Jackie. Oh, okay. All right. All right. By the way, did you know, because I say uh, uh, go suck a dick a lot. You know I say that? You know what reason why I say go say go suck a dick instead of saying shut up? Is because if somebody's yelling at you and you go, ah, oh, shut up, they go, I'm not going to shut up. I'll see people and they keep going with their conversation. Right. But if you go, hey, suck a dick, they go, oh, I Yeah. Like, and they have to like recon, they have to like get it back together. Oh, and he says, what was I just thinking? Yeah. We That's a weird nothing. psychological technique. Uh, it, Look, it yeah. works. It works. It, it works every time. Right. <laughs> so, uh, for okay, we're gonna start the actual content of the episode because <laughs> this is the first time we've had um, uh, guests on. Yeah, it's gone swimmingly so far. Yeah, it's been great. Um, Thanks, you guys contribute a lot. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> like my role in society in general. So. Um, uh, Jackie and Matt are both comics, as well as Will and I are both comics. Yeah. And um, we decided that we we're going to do... That's all comedy right there. Beautiful. Yeah. Killing it. I'm editing all that What up. is that? Um, a fart noise? <laughs> stop. No. Uh, no one wants right. to hear the fucking... F- all right, fine. Do it. Oh. All right. Good. Okay. See, Here was, we go. I, I just want to say, worth it. All of that was fucking worth <laughs> it. Kind of, it sounds like a queef. Okay. All right. All right. So Keep we're above, gutter, Bella. We're above this uh, suck a dick, and then <laughs> well, I'm not going to suck a dick. I'm going to keep talking about the queef. All right. So <laughs> what, we're going to talk about queefs uh, eventually. Okay. But, uh, but speaking of queefs, Jackie, okay. I hear your comedy hero is Chelsea Handler. Yes. Well, we got to introduce the whole point. This is uh, the first episode. You fucker. A little premature there, Will. We don't like spoilers. All right, everybody suck a dick. And um, <laughs> what I'm going to do is introduce the fact that this episode is about our comedy heroes because we've all at one point been inspired uh, to start doing comedy. At some point, we saw somebody and we were like, oh, these people are fucking great. 
or we've grown to respect other people that we've like these are these are amazing comedians have a huge impact on us and we have guests today so that they can tell us their comedy heroes and uh so jackie your comedy hero is chelsea handler chelsea handler matt um i kind of i just now switching up i have i haven't can i do two but you know what? I'll pick oh, one. Jesus, hogging the fucking mic. Oh, honestly, no, uh, honestly, in between David Cross, I'm gonna go with David Cross. David wow. Cross, wow. Yeah, interesting. Hold one. on, no. yeah. All right. I feel, I feel like that's not true. So, rock, paper, scissors for who we talk about first? Ready? Oh, okay. Rock. Jesus, do we not? Do you know? Are you with I know. Rock, rock paper, scissors, shoot. Suck it. Rock, uh, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, oh, son of a bitch, Matt. Okay, so we're gonna talk about David Cross. Good. So yeah, good for you guys for fucking uh, doing rock paper scissors on a microphone. Yeah, that's, that's nice. fine. All right, I won. Yeah, well, Matt, I threw paper, she threw rock, I crushed. I yeah. don't remember that. Okay, and you can't prove it. I buried you. Uh, we got witnesses. So you're <laughs> saying uh, is that? But you say you're switching it up from. Well, it was originally I was gonna say Jerry Seinfeld because I do I, I respect Jerry Seinfeld in a slightly different way, but. Uh, David Cross was the first comic that I got into that was like not so traditional. Like, well, he he falls into the I hate using the word, but the alt comedy scene. Right. He was like one of the originators of that kind of scene. With and then he, and then he went on to like do like Mr. Show and a lot of these other like subversive TV things that were not the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Mr. Show is fantastic. Yeah, back in the day, that's I mean, going on the recommended. Oh, Mr. Show, yeah, Mr. Show had uh, it was David Cross and uh, who's talking about Breaking Bad was yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, yep. and also in that cast was Jack Black, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Yes, Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, yeah, I who else? Was, oh, there's like three and, or four and, other ones. There's a million. It's, of, Mr. Show was awesome, right? So, so, but you're saying that? By the way, uh, David Cross uh, married to Amber Tamblyn. Amber Tamblyn. Yeah, Amber Tamblyn. Who's that? Who is that? Amber Tamblyn is a as an actress. Her father actually was. Uh... Jesus, stop naming more family members. <laughs> what? <laughs> Amber Tamblyn's father is like who the fuck is Amber Tamblyn? Six degrees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amber Tamblyn was in. Uh, she was in The Grudge. She was in The Ring. She was in Sisterhood, Traveling Pants. Uh, uh, oh, she was, okay. Uh, okay. Let's see a picture. Oh, she she plays. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Why I got excited about this. She took over for uh, Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men. Or just not, she no. Actually, she took over for the the little kid in Two and a Half Men. What? Yeah. So it was. I have no idea what you're that talking happened? about. That happened. Yeah, in Two and a Half Men, it was Charlie Sheen and the other dude, and, and the then kid. the little kid, and then Charlie Sheen left, and Aunt Ashton Kutcher took his place. Then that kid, Argus, whatever his name is, he became super Christian. Super Christian, and he said the show was vile. Don't watch it. So they yeah. fired him. Yeah. And then they needed the half. So then they brought in Amber Tamblyn to play. Charlie Sheen's illegitimate lesbian daughter, and uh, that's the half man, which wow. is totally kind of homophobic. A little bit. That is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Big that's towards gay is like ah, lesbians are kind of like men. They're like half men. Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. Is that, that is really, really true? Fucked yeah, up. That's, that's totally fact, true. I cannot believe the that fact that's that true. she's like a female and it's two and a half men. That's kind of weird, in my opinion. Is that fucked up? That's because the that's lesbian thing. Like, ah, lesbians yeah, are, that's what lesbians are like yeah. men, but she's an adult. Yeah, she's an adult. Jesus. So it's I, not I, even. I, so it's like three. But she is, loves boobs. That show has gone off the rails, my God. Yeah, I oh, can't dude, even it's watch it. It's so horrible. It's All right. so yeah. horrible. Well, so. so uh, anyway, David Cross. Cross. David Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David so Cross. who's married to Amber Tamlin? David Cross. David Cross is. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's right, that's nice. Good for him. Now, Good why? For him. How does that relate? So, when did you. So, who was it before Jerry Seinfeld? I, I Originally, Jerry Seinfeld was the guy that, uh, like, I. I've always respected Jerry Seinfeld because I think he's a genius, man. Like, he, like, as a guy who's, I'm not like a clean comic myself, but like, for that guy to make an entire career based on being clean, he's not the only one, but 
the show, the, the guy couldn't, in, in the first season, he couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. I don't know if you ever watched Seinfeld. It's pretty terrible, yeah. But, I mean, I just think the guy, I mean, everything he touched turned to gold, bro. But I just think he yeah. was a genius. Well, my, my thing with, um, I'll talk more about Jerry Seinfeld than I know, that because I know about more right. about yeah. him. Not, not, I don't know as, excuse me, I don't know as much about David Cross, but um, the thing with Jerry Seinfeld, I never really considered him, he was like the, the, the genius technician. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he wasn't like the thinker or the stuff. It was he was. He, I don't even call him clean. He's mundane. Like he talks about what I think. What yeah, I think like was crazy. Ab, it that's is. where the whole observational I think stereotype him, like, cliche comes from. Is when he started doing that. He, everyone yeah. was trying to be Jerry Correct. Seinfeld. Yeah, and I think because he kind of he kind of helped pioneer that. You know, and for him to make that entire show had what was it eight eight seasons? I think of Seinfeld. Nine yeah. nine seasons. Nine. Of five, yeah, nine seasons. Uh, and they're, they're, I mean, they're all great. It, they're amazing. They're it's all one of my great. favorite shows and ever. And it got better and better and better yeah. and better. And never petered up. It never, it never got bad. What was great about it is that there was always, like, there was constant callbacks throughout the entire episode. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like you'd wait till the end for there to be the final, like, callback. Like, everything would pull itself together in one big, like, joke or punchline. Um, but, yeah, just the style was funny. But, so that's why I've always respected him, man. I just think I just think he was a genius. He had he, made he a had it so it figured out. Yeah, he yeah. made such a career he had it out so of it. Well, out. I'll tell you what. I love that comedians in cars getting coffee. Now you watch him and that's you awesome. realize he is kind of an asshole. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. watch him and he's a jerk, but he's like really funny. Like it's it, there's 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 this weird like like, and then you go like because it changes the way you watch the show when you go back and watch the show because all of yeah. a sudden you're seeing you're like, oh, he wasn't being an asshole ironically. Yeah, like you know he, I mean? he, he wasn't was just being himself. So well, it's, it's people, like the final episode, like they all got arrested for being horrible people. Horrible people. Yeah, yeah. Like I that's what it. they got Good Samaritan law. Yeah, they got yeah. Samaritan law. Yeah. And uh, like you know, it's funny because uh, Seinfeld had the revelation uh, a couple weeks ago that he, he he's on the autism spectrum. Yeah, I was just about to say that. And which totally makes sense. He's yeah. antisocial. He doesn't get along with people. He gets very annoyed with people very easily, very quickly. Yeah. Like if right. you watch *Comedians of Garbage Getting Coffee*, like you said, like he's just like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, you're yeah, stupid. Yeah. Or like, yeah. remember in the uh, I think point point case is that scene in the in the documentary comedian when the guy comes up, shakes his hand, goes, "I'm a huge fan of yours, man." I just you know he shakes his hand, let's yeah, go. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. You know, I've always told people you're the funniest dude alive. And he goes up to shake his hand again, and he goes, "We already shook. Why do we need to shake again? Right. We already shook one." And is like, "Just fucking shake his hand." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake his hand. That's, so that's an awesome. Uh, you told me to watch that. That's a great. Mm-hmm. Documentary. That's great. It's awesome. so awesome. Um, Robert Kelly, I've heard him do, tell this story on his on on the pocket where he does the, uh, so he's with a group of comics. Jerry Seinfeld's there, and he's not as known. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, whatever. And then Jerry Seinfeld's like talking to all the comics, and he calls him up. He's like, hey, yeah, we're gonna go over to this place. And then Robert Kelly thinks he's talking to him, and he goes, not you. <laughs> like just flat out, like, yeah, we're all not you. And he sits <laughs> him back down, and then it's like. I think people like will watch Seinfeld now, know, knowing the idea that, I you know the, the hipster irony or that the people do so many things ironically now. Yeah. That they're like, oh look, he's being ironic. It's like, no, 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 he's a shitty guy and he's banging all these girls and he doesn't care about anybody and he's got you know like he's doing he's really selfish and none of that is fake. Like none of that is and it's written into the show in a way that's funny. It doesn't. Yeah. I think it's a testament to say that like a lot of people. Will do shock comedy or asshole things, say say shocking things, yeah. and do or dirty comedy, and then it's like, yeah, but be funny. Like you can do anything you want as long as it's funny. Because you hear like him tell jokes now, like he's, that whole thing. Of, he's the, funny, man. Do you see him on Fallon? 
Uh, I did not see I that. I did not that. see that. I recorded it. It was just on phone. And he yeah. does this whole thing about the holidays and consumerism, and everybody's got too much shit, and you're like, throw this away, and this, that. And he just kind of goes in on a rant about like consumerism and owning things. And it's like, oh man, it's really, really funny. But what he's saying is like kind of taking a shot at everybody and calling everybody stupid for buying things. Like, yeah. it was like one of those kind of things. If you take it from a certain perspective, you're like, that guy's an asshole. Yeah. But meanwhile, you're laughing. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, that that's something that gets overlooked. When people think of like old Jerry Seinfeld, well, I mean he's king of observation. Exactly. Right. I mean yeah. he observes stuff in everyday life. That's why people always said like, oh, it's the show about nothing. But really, it was a show about nothing in that there was no clear cut plot to any of. It was a show about life. Yeah. So opinion. like by saying it's a show about nothing, like there's no uh, there's no like oh so it's gonna be a family show and this, this, right. these are gonna be the themes. It was a show about nothing. Therefore, it could be about everything. Right. Yes. He would take, though, a situation, like, for example, like that, that episode where, like, George, I don't know if you guys see, but he double dips the chip or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The, the guy calls it. That became famous. Yeah. That became Correct. part of double the... Double dipper. That became part of the, like, the cultural lexicon, like, vocabulary. Correct. You Man, double, dip double the dipper. Chip. Yeah. yeah. And everybody knows exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And that's what it was, is he would Close take... Talker, Close talker. Close talker. Talk, but he yeah. finds these so... They're, they're right under your nose. It's every single human being on the planet can relate to this. Yeah. And he'll find it, dude. But, and, but he also, he's so good at finding the funny right to the core. But he doesn't just be like, oh, you ever notice someone that comes in close? He has a way of just like nailing it. It's almost it? similar to Bill Burr in a way, like where they simplify, like something in life things. is so simple yeah. and they break it down into like the most simplest I, form and find the funny in every aspect of it. I understand how you, how, see, I think of them as they're the opposites on the same spectrum. I was about yeah. to say the same That's thing. exactly right. Because Bill Burr is a deconstructionist and Jerry Seinfeld is like a condenser. He doesn't break anything right. up. He just yeah. literally, he's like a super hyper-focused person. Right. So, so he'll, like, the whole thing of um, uh, the chopsticks, the, one of the classic jokes, like, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, you don't go out and uh, plow 40 acres with some pool cues. You know what I mean? You've yeah. seen mm-hmm. the spoon, you've seen a shovel, spoon. Like, he literally just, like, points it out to you without giving you the periphery. So then you're just like, oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, no. Like, it's almost shocking. Bill Burr leads you through like this whole breakdown of right, something. Right, yeah. You're where, right. You know, it's, but it's the same from the same place. I think that observation. Right. I see something similar between the two. It of comes them. from the same. Place. I think. Yeah. I think uh, uh, they're very similar. I think Bill Burr does get more personal. Jerry Seinfeld doesn't really delve into his personal life at as much. Yeah. 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 Pretty much yeah. at all. Like he never talks to his family. I mean, Bill Burr talks about his wife or his girlfriend at the yeah. time or whatever it was. I, but they're very similar in a lot of ways in that observational style. They they get angry and aggravated and everything like that. So I would say it's almost like Jerry Seinfeld is like a piece of like filet mignon, very pretentious and pompous. It's got the the garnish on the side, but like Bill Burr is if you took that filet mignon and you put it to like a like a meat grinder and just you made, made it out of hamburger. hamburger, right? And it's like oh, it's like well, it's not I'll, as pretentious. Like I'll it's take away, it. I'll take right. I'll, I'll take okay. it. I, I, still, I get that, but I still don't think he's hammer. I, I, okay, I'll say that. Um, and this is just because I, mean, I know I mean, a lot about the, beef. I mean, to the extent that like <laughs> Bill Burr is like the everyman, well, whereas Jerry right. Seinfeld is very highfalutin. If you want to stick with the steak analogy, uh, Jerry Seinfeld is the fillet, which is a very small piece of the fuller porterhouse steak. Yeah, I mean, his jokes. I mean, word economy, trim the fat. Yeah, anyway, he's lean. Yeah. yeah. So Bill Burr is the fillet. But it's got a bone attached to it and the big fat surrounding it, and it's thrown. It's a huge slab of meat. Why don't we call him a prime rib? He's a prime rib. <laughs> he's got some there fat, go. some yeah. juice. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got. He's, he's going to give you a heart disease. Yeah, all of that. And then, and it's, but in, in essence, you could see how much influence being that precise 
and that that kind that style of comedy made for him because there were a million copycats after. Yeah. Let me ask you this though about like uh, David Cross and uh, Jerry Seinfeld. So you were a fan of Jerry Seinfeld. You became a bigger fan of David Cross. Would you say you're a bigger fan of David Cross, or he's more uh, of an inspiration than Seinfeld was? David Cross is more of an inspiration now that I've gotten into comedy. Um, what's cool? The reason David Cross to me, David Cross to me, was the first comic I saw that just did said whatever the fuck he wanted. Like we, like we talked when we were micing around here, and like you were giving me, and not like it was like so cut and dry. But you're like, okay. A lot of times, uh, audiences around here wouldn't like this type of stuff. Oh, they don't like these words. Don't say this word. Don't say that word. Steal yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. David Cross didn't give a fuck. David yeah, Cross would yeah, say whatever yeah. the fuck he wants, and it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't like it, he was so funny to at least enough people. And he's got a cult following. You know, not everyone's gonna listen to David Cross, yeah. but all of his stuff on just like trashing religion, it kind of hits home with me. I'm not a big God guy, obviously, but like, uh, it's just. I remember. I'm not. I'm not a big god guy. I'm not a big god guy. That is a weird god guy. You know, there's a word for that. It's. I don't like saying the a word because then people think I'm like, oh, are you looking at me? I just don't believe in God. Oh, you mean defined accurately? You don't want to be defined accurately? You know what it is? He doesn't want to get into a confrontation where he has to respond. I'm not saying I'm atheist. They just really like weren't. This is exactly when I say I'm not a god guy. People just go, okay, he's not. He doesn't believe in God. But like, if I say I'm an atheist, people are like, oh, that's two different things. Because I know plenty of people who are not god people. That call themselves Christian, they're just not religious. That's true. Wouldn't that well, make you I don't believe. I don't believe that any of these stories ever happened. What's agnostic the then? Wouldn't that be him? Happened. Agnostic means that you don't know, so you haven't made oh. a choice. I don't think Which, someone built an ark and all that shit. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Let's go back to anyway. So, <laughs> um, this is the tangent episode. <laughs> yeah, <right>? but um, <laughs> there's just, four people in the room now. We've yeah, never yeah, had four people true. in the room. Well, Jack is not saying shit. Oh yeah, she just called. Yeah, whatever. So I love. I love the point that you brought up about David Cross that he did alienate a lot of people because he would just say whatever the fuck he wanted about right. whatever he wanted. So he did alienate people where there would be ten people in the room and only two people would love would like him but those two people would fucking they love, love him. him. They loved him. So yeah. that's what David Cross has made so many enemies. Like he's taken down Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. He's called out all of Larry the Cable did Guy's you, fans. Did you hear that whole thing? Cause, like, I read the letter. I didn't hear it. Oh, I read the, the letter was wrote. Money, dude, is spot on. Dude. I think but, I think that letter solidified any. If you were a fa- if you were an occasional fan of David Cross and you read that letter, it was like sealed. You're yeah. you're you're in forever. I well, don't know anything about this letter. What is that's because you're a fucking moron. God damn it, Jackie. Jackie. God damn it. <laughs> Shut your goddamn mouth. What happened was Larry the Cable Guy. What do you? What, how, I forget how it all got brought up. I read the letter, but I guess to, to some extent, Larry the Cable Guy. Was uh, he said something about David? David Cross said something about him that he's not a real comedian or something like that. Because like that's not really you; you're just a character. Yeah, well, it, it was, along those lines. And then Larry had those. like a rebuttal about I forget what Larry said, but he said something to trash David Cross. And then David Cross just went off. It was about it, it was all about success. It was defined it was. by success. Thank you. Because Larry the Cable Guy undoubtedly uh, like and, on every way more money is is much more successful than David Cross. Yeah. He has there's he has millions more fans. Mm-hmm. He's been on yeah. TV makes millions and more dollars. Correct. And TV movies everything. TV movies all stuff. Now David Cross has been in a bunch of shit too, but not as a stand up. Yeah. Well, I mean Larry is in regards to respect from the comedy community, David oh. Cross is way far above. and above. Correct. Correct. But then again, here's here's where the ultimate uh, question comes. It was like, how do you define success? 
You know, like what makes somebody successful? Is it the money or is it the respect? Because some people will tell you, hey, they take that respect and shove it up your ass. Well, like I, I, I think that all depends on what you're in it for. Exactly. I, you know what I'm saying? I think I mean, if you're the one that has all the money, the money's more important. But if you don't have the money, that's when the respect is more important. Well, the, ultimately, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, the most frank way of saying Poor people I mean, always say money is poor, everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, because they don't, don't have, have any, any of it. Yeah, I'm no. rich in spirit. Yeah. Here's exactly. Thing. That's why respect is important. Like, exactly. For me, I want respect right now. But if I had money, Fuck respect. Well, but do you, you ha- think David David Cross is not fucking well, not fuck eating at Subway every day and pinching pennies? I mean, he's yeah. financially comfortable and he gets to go to sleep at night. Not saying, when he was, I said whatever. The f- no, not but not when he was doing that. When he, of course here's, not. Here's the point I was trying to make about David Cross: is that he went out there and he wasn't trying to appease the audience in what they wanted. Because at that time, that's what made all those guys alternative, like Pat no, Sarah Silverman, all these people. And what made them alternative is that they were challenging the established paradigm of the comedy scene. So, well, those are all big words, but the... But basically, yeah. I can spell paradigm. Yeah. Nope. Go. P-A-R-A-D-I-G-N. Fuck, she got it. What? Yeah, what? Okay. We're not, not okay. high-fiving. All right. Um, Damn it, Jay. But so, so it was... The reason why it was alternative is because there was something to be an alternative to. It was this huge machine of the comedy. alternative to Jerry Seinfeld, they which right. is what I what right. I really want to touch on with him is that he shows the cultural shift that Jerry Seinfeld uh, is what stand up comedy was, and now David Cross is what stand comedy has become. He's the True. originator. Yeah, he's like the prototype. Well, David or Cross, one of the many. I, I, mean, I don't know yeah. if he was the first. He's just to me. We're talking about comedy. He was, he was in the, he was, the shift. He, he was, was in that shift. He was. He, was, that, he yeah. was the one that I got into first. Then after I got into David Cross, which is weird. I don't know how I got into David Cross first, but then I got into Patton Oswalt a lot, who's fucking genius. David yeah. Cross is I mean, the gateway comic. Yeah, that is. <laughs> but uh, no, but he just. I mean, I don't know. He's he's. Uh, He's so smart too, man. Like I think he's also no like Jerry Seinfeld and David Cross are both in my mind geniuses, but in completely different ways. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that fits entirely. But like you could look at something like this too. Like David Cross, I'm not saying paved the way for it, but David Cross goes on. He'll talk about whatever the hell he wants. I think David Cross was a, was like uh, an embodiment of a much larger issue. Right. That wasn't being addressed in comedy because if you look now. There is no one type of comic. There is no one type Correct. of comedy everyone's club. Everyone's themselves. Well, not not that everyone's themselves. Is that there's scenes within scenes within scenes. That means that if it's it's kind of changed the way that people view audiences, because a comedian <coughs> could go after an audience that makes them feel oh I'm only going to do the shows that I that I like the people that go to the that go to yeah. those shows, and that is what changed. That is what changed things a lot because suddenly. You could create a show with a dynamic that people would that people who agree with your sensibilities will show up to, and with the internet and with like technology expanding and all that stuff, that's that was the forefront of it. Like you could see where that would then have the opportunity to grow. And as a comic, I don't respect that because I feel like you should be able to go into any audience and be able to and be able to work that audience. Yeah, like, the, the best rooms to go into are the ones but, where they hate but you. Gotta you know, it, but that's the thing, is that that's your opinion. Make them opinion. like you. Well, I think, yeah, but, I think it's good to be challenged, and if you're only but, staying in places that Jackie, like you... But that's your opinion. But I mean, you also got to understand, too, when, some, when David Cross got started doing what he was doing, the, people hear Bill Burr talk about 85% of you got to... Like that, that joke yeah. hilarious. He's sitting there saying 85% of the human beings on this planet have to go. Yes. It's kind of shocking. It's very opinionated. It's his thing. It's not the norm. It's not something you're going to hear someone like Jerry Seinfeld and say. Right. But he can do that now and it's and it's not as shocking. When David Cross was doing this, you, you couldn't go on stage. Not couldn't, but 
It was unheard of to go on stage and be like, "Uh, God's bullshit," and if you believe in God, you're a moron. And let me let me rant for twenty minutes on how fucking but retarded you George are. But did George Carlin do all that too? Yeah, I don't think he was I as mean, abrasive. It wasn't as abrasive. David uh, Cross, course, I mean, George Carlin guys get way wasn't face, not as abrasive. When when I think when David Cross came out uh, and he started saying those those subject matters like Matt was talking about, I think uh, that was when Carlin was really starting to shift. Like Carlin. Turn into a really crack-chitty old man. Yeah, like to the point his where his last one. Uh, what was, I don't remember what. Where it was he was called. just like he was all in black. Yeah, and he was and talking about like you know uh, uh, when I heard the tsunami wiped out so many people. Yeah. I was like, good, good. I'm glad. And I was like, holy shit, that's fucking harsh. But yeah, like, yeah, like no, like atheism wasn't like even I don't think George uh, Carlin really talked about atheism as much as David Carlin. I thought, I he thought didn't he talk did. about atheism directly, but he would talk about the Bible. And yeah, he would talk yeah. about the Ten Commandments. And he would talk about God and, and, and yeah, things yeah. like that. And yeah. prayer. And but he did it almost in a more of like, he would point out his opinions and say it. David Cross would more say, okay, George Carlin would be like, oh, here's the Ten Commandments and he's just kind of silly about it and contradictory about it, whatever it is. Yeah. David Cross would more say, if you believe in this, you're a fucking idiot and here's why. Sorry. But he would, uh, yeah, he would just, I don't know. But it was, it was interesting to see that like, I had never seen... like He was the... David Cross, why he's one of my heroes, was the first guy I ever saw kind of do that. So it always just kind of like... So let, me, let me ask you about this. So the, uh, obviously, you know, Mr. Show and everything like that, and he, he was really integral to the alternative comedy scene, which is now pretty much the current mainstream comedy scene is yeah. what they created. Yeah. yeah. And now you're Basically. having the hipster shoot-off that they call them the alternative comedy right. scene where they go up as different characters, we do weird shit... And, Where it's um, not it's not necessarily comedy anymore. It's more like an art piece. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's more performance yeah. art yeah. than anything. They forget the joke part of comedy. Yeah, or it's not you know nobody laughs but they clap at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they just snap <laughs> so their fingers. It's totally the beat poet generation now. Where it was like, yeah, yeah man, that's but, a, so I get his groove, man. So yeah. he seems like the type that you're like, oh yeah, he's never gonna sell. It's sort of like the Patton Oswalt in his latest special was like, you know, you don't sell out because you had nothing to sell when you yeah. first start out. Uh, with that being said, David Cross like. His movie career just seems like it's lately has been nothing but selling out stuff. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. in all three Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Yeah, and he's stated he did it just for the money. Yeah, didn't he do a was it the Chipmunks or the Smurf one? He, no, 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 Neil Chipmunks. Patrick Harris did the, the the Chipmunks one. And those are all checks, man. Those are all paychecks. Scary yeah. movies, kind of. Yeah, the scary movie yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, it's flirting he with was selling out. He, yeah. was, he wasn't too bad. That Actually, no, he was movie. funny. Yeah, but he was funny. I wouldn't say that's a selling out movie, but it's I would very definitely say the album yeah. Chipmunks. Well, and he pretty much said yeah. he did it just yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. especially the third one. He said he did it just the for the money. And so the with him, with him yeah. saying, "I'm doing these just for the money," does that affect your view on him as a comedian? Because I mean, there's no. the, the oh, classic, wow. the classic uh, Bill Hicks thing was if you ever, as a performer, do a commercial for anything, you should throw away your creative license. So do you feel... Which I, I, dis- I don't agree. I don't agree, I don't with, that agree with that either. I disagree. I don't agree with that either. I think David Cross... I mean, wh- wh- why can't... The guys... The guys I'm playing devil's advocate. Right, of course. Way. No, yeah. it's a good question. I think the guy... I mean, he did it for the money. The guys... You know, we eventually all... Every single person in this room wants to end up making their entire income think, doing Think about it comedy. like this. I would love yeah. to run Chipmunk's movie. Right. <laughs> let me, let me, let me <laughs> the guy busted his ass, dude. Kind of broke down doors, did everything. I mean, how many times did that guy sit... In a in a comedy club and just tell jokes. No one like everyone kept telling dude you got to stop doing that stuff. It's never gonna work. Blah, blah. Yeah, and yeah. he went through all that and climbed this mountain to get to the point where he can now do a chipmunk movie and make a quick million dollars. Like, wait, wait let me let me ask you guys this. I mean, I know what the answer is, but you're, then why are you, you asking the question? Because you're so fucking that's stupid what jail. I do. Listen. <laughs> so would like you guys like okay? So like the selling out with the chipmunks thing is is kind of like like with us with comedy. 
are you telling me like you've never taken a hell gig that you didn't want to do, but it paid money? Yeah. Like, to me, of every time. Okay, so every, to every me, that's why I don't Florida. see. That's why I don't see the Chipmunk movie as a selling out thing because we all have to make a living. We all, even if it's twenty five dollars, you like sell your soul sometimes on but, some I mean, of these shows. I think the issue is that like it was all about like stand up comedy, and so this right. is him doing something that wasn't about stand up comedy. Well, I well, like doing it, a hell gig, like yeah, because that's what you love doing. You love doing stand up comedy. You'll do it but anywhere. If you're a bar- I would do it for free at any place. What I challenge is that David Cross is is not a pure stand up because he went on to do sketch with. That Mr. Show was sketch. He would do sketch True. shows throughout yeah. L.A. He was the fr- it, like the reason alt comedy was alt comedy is because it wasn't just stand up. There was musical acts. There was sketch. It, it very included improv was included. Like all of those things were part of their dynamic. They were the first like like Swiss Army knives of comedy yeah. because that you would get like the Bill Hicks and the club comics, the fucking Andrew Dice Clay's that were the that, that was a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he would go out there and he would do material as that character as a stand up. And that's why everybody thought that was real. But then the alternative scene comes in, and then you have, uh, again, emerging, you know, emerging technologies made it possible for them to do more shit, make their own t- videos, and do and and show them at their shows and produce these video things. Where before you would have to do it live, or then they, then that gets picked up by somebody at HBO and they start doing this fucking HBO show out of nowhere. You know, but even on ost- that- ostensibly it was out of nowhere, and it's because they were not pure standups. Now I know plenty of people who would say. That that doesn't make you a stand-up. You ha- if you get if you get your notoriety from something other than stand-up, well, then you kind of cheated. He, the I system. think he did it from both, though. I consider I consider yeah. David Cross a stand-up. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he, I he mean, opened Chris up. Chris Rock was on Saturday Night Live. Do you consider him a sketch comedian, or do you consider him a stand-up comedian? A stand-up. But that's, acts, but that's what he, I'm saying. He does a lot of he, acting and stuff now. Too, sure. I mean, no, he was on Arrested Development, which right. is one of my favorite shows, and he's been in. He would, he did a run on that show Just Shoot Me. That's one of my favorite weird sitcom yeah, scenes. Like I, I pluck it out of the thing all the time. I throw, it comes into my mind. Yeah. Um, but he he's just and he's a great like this character actor that he's become. So it's 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 the it's kind of where where Jerry Seinfeld's show was about him being a stand up. Everyone else's success came from like after like that whole alternative comedy scene came from being more than just a stand up. Being able to do more than just that. If you look at it now, the people who are getting man, they were going to give some guy who's a Vine comic a fucking uh, TV Jesus. series. But so, see, that's yeah. It's but terrible. that's what I'm saying. Where eventually, so everything that's underground will become will get picked apart by the people who are trying to find the next big thing. Like, even, I, like we said earlier, everything is a last ditch effort. Everything even, in Hollywood. I think you guys are looking at like differently just because it's mainstream. Because like if you look at us, like we do weird shit during the day, call centers, dog walkers. Movers, all all sorts of weird shit. I'm Does that take away I have, I'm a, a paramedic? paramedic. So. All right, I have two degrees and I don't do shit with them. So, mm. what's your job though? It's a pretty normal. No, job. I have a normal. I'm actually pre- yeah. I have a pretty normal job. I mean, I'm gonna get fired soon. That's not. Listen, let's go into other things. That like the way I see it is like just because they're mainstream, you take a, you take away. You think they sell out because they do other things for money, but we do other things for money. Does that take away from us being a comic to make a living to support ourselves? Or do you think it's a sell? What, what if Bill? Because Burr, I don't think it's selling out. He's got to pay his bills. What, that's so funny. that's his dog yeah, walking. That's, that's it. That's his call is, uh, center. That's his. I was everything. actually listening to a. Po- I forgot which podcast it was with Nick Thune. Yeah, and uh, he talked about how uh, he doesn't like the term selling out. Actually, I agree with. Uh, I was just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said uh, uh, selling out is like saying I 
like he 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 does Honda Fit commercials, Nick Thune. Yeah. And so he said it would be selling out if I had been like Honda is a horrible company. And then Honda was like, "Hey, do you want to be in our Honda Fit commercial?" And he was like, "Yes, give me a check." Yeah. Like that's selling out. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, you know, uh, you know, doing uh, different TV shows or like. Bill Burr doing Breaking Bad. That's not selling out. No. 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 no he's taking a role for money and exposure and everything yeah. like that. I don't think that's selling out. That's one of the that's one of the bridges like okay. selling out is a guy who says I don't agree with stand up comedy classes and then ends up teaching stand up comedy classes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, who would do that? Wow, that sounds that sounds real fucking Ooh. personal. That guy must be a twat. What a dick that guy <laughs> yeah. is. He should he should suck a dick. He should, he should really. suck definitely ten suck a dick. He has. He should grapefruit somebody. <laughs> I heard he grapefruited a guy one He's time. He's metaphor. Stay tuned for deleted scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's getting on the end of that episode. Oh, Are man. we gonna talk about Hamler still? Yeah, we're talking. I would literally was just uh, thinking about that. Like, so we've oh, crossed cool. over to this Speaking idea of sucking dick. Sucking dick. Fucking your way to the top. No, yeah, no, but oh, well, so yeah. so when we talk about right. Chelsea Handler, I Who I gotta be honest, fuck? I don't know much about her. I never really, and not to say either. that I don't care about yeah. her, I just never like I I've never really given a shit about Chelsea. She's Handler. made such a career for herself. Like it's not just the stand up; it's the stand up and the TV show and the books, the books and the yeah. tours, and she's created like. Uh, a brand of herself. Yeah, yeah. To be like fair, the success of that brand. I agree. Is so strong. To be fair, we never said that the hero was going to be a stand-up hero. It was a comedy hero. Yeah. You know, what I mean, right. so I because and cause, I like her and I respect and like her stand-up as well, though. Yeah, and, I like and, how how it comes from like a real place. She talks about. It was just shocking herself. for me to hear you say that because I'm like, oh, how how could that be somebody's hero? But it makes sense in the sense that when you're looking for inspiration when you're starting out and especially now that everything has to do it's like all about cross promotion in some way where you present yourself right like I Twitter I Instagram I Facebook I Vine I do all that shit and I try to create like this brand of myself because I feel like each one of us which people tend to to, forget that you have to do that you You have have to do it to stand out but I also hate it it's like for example like Fluffy the whole the cargo shorts and, yeah. the, and the Hawaiian t shirt whatever it's a brand. You're talking about Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a brand. And, right. and uh, yeah, but but, but, but look like at it like not, this: whether you like his brand or not, that's mm-hmm. that's one thing. It's successful, but yeah. he has success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you rec- if you if you see him, you recognize. Oh, that's fluffy. Oh, that's his. And that's everyone his. knows every, he's every everywhere. The same stuff. Everyone knows. That branding, that marketing, what he's created, whether you, even if you hate, like, I hate his shorts on stage, mm-hmm. but he's made so much money off of it. He's successful so from Chelsea this Handler, brand. Chelsea Handler's branded herself as the alcoholic, I don't, I don't know if I even want to like, use the word slut, but like, like a party girl. Party kind of girl. Mentality. Yeah. Like a retired party girl. Yeah. yeah. Like that kind right. of veteran partier. She's like a Samantha. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll be with that. She's for so one, man, I'm you sad guys that I are got so lame. We're all because so I don't even know what that means. Yeah, We're all like, yeah, I've never seen so, the Sex in the s- City. Neither have I, but you know I know it. what that means. What's yeah. a Samantha? She's the slutty one. The oh, she's the slutty yeah. one. She oh, has cancer? In the show. Oh, that's sad. That's why I don't well, watch that. It's sad how much I know. Yeah, that's why you don't watch that show. I dated a girl that watched all these shows. Yeah, that's yourself. Called yourself. But no, I like I like her brand. I like... I mean, if you... Have you, I'm like I would assume you haven't read her books. How many like, books does she have? Do you know? She has like four books. She has a lot. I think she has her, one for. Actually, I think she has right? a bunch. She she has like four. I think what, I have most of them. Four or five. 
Weren't they like bestsellers and shit? They were all in New York Times. Her book, my favorite book of hers is her book of one night stands because it push. It's, I mean, it's so funny. Like you're reading and you're hysterical. I am, but I don't know about you guys. But she writes about these one night stands that she has, and she talks about things that people don't talk about. Like I feel like people like need to be able to laugh at these weird, crazy things that happen. And I feel like she's not afraid to bring that up. Like, and, and I respect that about her. I respect the fact that she's not afraid to talk about things. Now, do you think that she relates more to a female audience? I don't want to play the gender card, but if you're saying... No, no, no. I, I think that's unfair. Of course the gender card... The gender card has, has to Has to come into effect. I'm because thinking- her talking about one-night stands and shit that no one ever brings up... Right. ...is because... She's a woman talking about these subjects right. that no one ever brings up. That think, no women ever bring exactly. up. She appeals so, yeah. more to, to women, you'd think. Women will read these books I think so. and, and, and feel, I don't know but if you know what? is the right word, but... I would, my, uh, my friend's dad, I mean, he's in his 50s, and he's, like, she's his favorite. She, he loves her show. He loves her books. He loves yeah. all that stuff. Well, there's a universality to comedy where if you get right. it, you get it. Right. But it's a lot easier, I will say, like, it's a lot easier for you to understand a, a, someone, a, a comedian's perspective right. if you're coming from, from the similar same world. worlds, you know? Yeah. So if, so if it's like... Like, I can relate to her. I can relate to, like, her childhood and, like, the things she's... Like, there's so many jokes she's written. I'm like, that's my life. Like, I get that. Like, I get all those shitty things she's that happen. very sarcastic. And so so sarcastic. Funny, I mean. Yeah. Well, also because I think the... the she can make it feel that way because she's a talented comedian. You know, like true, that, true. like any like like. There's times where yeah, I, I'm talking about in terms of writing. There's 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 a uh, stop fucking. We're on an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna shit on somebody, shit on somebody with your voices. Here's what I'll say about Chelsea Handler is that uh, her she's contributed a lot to the comedy community she, with her ta- so with her many. talk show. With that her, talk show opened there. up. Now all we have is that midnight. Josh That's Wolf it. Has, I mean, but she's helped so. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, from she what built I, from career. What I hear, no, 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 no. Wait, I'm stopping. I'm gonna stop you right there. Go back to the fuck where you're shaking your hand at the fact that I said she's a good comedian. Yeah. If if Jack yeah, is embracing, if Jackie's embracing. Her approach to comedy, from her writing and from her reading, and it's funny and it's something that connects with her. If you don't get it, are you allowed to say she's good or bad? It's not even that. Like it, I feel like sometimes, and uh, like I've never read her books, so I can't. Oh fuck, man! You gotta no, read here, that. Right I'm it. literally going off of her latest special. You got to be kidding me! And I oh, haven't okay. seen Which, it yet. I from what I heard, she just created the title and said, "Let's create a special around the title." And, uh, it's a pun. T- it's a pun show. Yeah, uh, no, it's not a pun show. She just wanted that title. The very first. The thing whole she, show is one big pun. The first thing she does when she walks out, she looks around and goes, "Are there any black people here? Smile so I can see you." And as soon as she said uh, that, I turned off Netflix and I was like, "I'm gonna go watch something else." Yeah, like because that was the oh worst fucking thing. That's a hack move. I mean, it's that's it's one of the worst lines. All right, I'll give do. you that. I'll, give, so I'll agree with you like, on that. I kind of lost respect for her just by that one line. I res- the, I'm not because I'm not making judgment calls on her comedy. I'm saying from from uh, Jackie's perspective that from it's the an branding influence. and all that. So stuff. It's an influence. And, yeah. Now, 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 if but to be defined as a hero, I'm not judging good or bad. I'm yeah. saying no, I don't yeah. connect with it. I've never really connected with Chelsea Hamm. From from what she's done, you know, as much as I don't. I mean, she definitely helped the feminist movement in a certain way. 
I mean, she definitely established that female comedians can become late night talk show hosts. Yeah, I think that. I mean, she mm-hmm. contributes so much to the to the stand up world with her talk show, getting people who had never been seen or would never be seen in the uh, grand public view. Like Joe Coy was a guy that probably yeah. never would have made it out of working B rooms across the Josh country. Wolf. So now he's Josh been, Wolf too. Josh yeah. Wolf. She's up. I mean, she, she has yeah, and then even yeah. uh, Heather McDonald, who I don't really think is funny stand up wise. Yeah, fortune, fortune. Yeah. yeah, but I don't no, think like Heather McDonald is like very funny, like doing stand up, I guess. But like she wrote for the show, and it opened up opportunities for her to write a book. Like they, like all of this was all her, she branded herself yeah, she to create help an empire. to create an empire to help other comics brand themselves. This is very interesting in 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 correlation to Matt's influence from David Cross in the sense that. The ability to do multiple things, I think, is new to comedy. So when you're starting out now, no, there's it's it's very segmented into who believes stand up is stand up and other right. things. Are, there's really no answer to that anymore. Do you think it's a brand? I think it's a brand. No, I wouldn't personally. say brand. I say that. I say I think you yourself become a brand in yourself. I, okay, that's one way. You think, think Bill Burr's a brand? Yes. Bill Burr is a brand. But I think you don't get just kind of random shit. You don't, this is a, this but is that's a, an his issue. Brand. But yeah. this is an issue I have with a lot of the the ideas that brand you know, so You don't start as a brand. You no, don't you, start. You, you build start into as it. Doing, Gabriel Glaces did a podcast where he said when he was starting out stand up, he said I'm going to wear shorts and I'm going to wear a Hawaiian shirt. Right. And I'm going to do these things. And he did that from day one. And he and that's what he did to but, build his brand. But he, we all do things to build. He wears flannel shirts. Guess what, Matt? That's, that's your. Brand. That is. Not that brand. is. I wouldn't say that. You're always in a. That's you. You're, you're your little lumber sexual self. Thank you. That's your brand. But well, it's not I, a compliment. Is, you, is being a woman <laughs> your brand? No, you know but I, mean? like, so, so I think being the type of woman that I am is my brand. Well, and the that, way but I'm I branded by my it, shirts. But right. we're all branded in different ways. But that's but what it's, I'm saying. It's, you brand is your, it's your, is your personality. Lum- it's your <laughs> well, well, well. Don't talk over each other because it's just going to sound like shit right. on the podcast. Sorry. Uh, but <laughs> not that we were doing great in the first yeah. place. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been try- I've been trying not what to is say this, it. What up, bro? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying not to say it out loud, but seriously, it's going to sound like shit if you don't talk. Like, I, just, I don't know if you see me put my hand up or it's like, hey, one at a time, motherfuckers. Yeah, I, somebody I'm suck trying. a dick right now. <laughs> the, the the you sold it. Yeah, I'm. I, I like that a lot, but not in public. I'll to you, fuckers. But <laughs> you're like I'm, so respectable. It's sick. I know, right? That's my that's my uh, brand. That's your uh, brand. <laughs> yeah, you, you dicks. Uh, I'm saying that to you guys for making me think that. Yeah. The, what, what I'm getting is there is no such thing as a brand. Uh, but you can say whatever the fuck you want, but someone's going to have an idea about you. Your brand is not going to be what you think it is to somebody who makes a decision. And also, I think you should right. differentiate. Unless you, unless you create it yourself. So what, what, all, of this, what all of this means, what a, the, my point is, right. is that David Cross did his own thing, and he did a variety of things. Chelsea Handler, with, which, you know, like Will and Madden feels that they're lacking, she's la- like lacking in some way stand-up-wise... Well, but still was able enough to make an impact doing all these a variety of things. Yeah. So what it, comedy is now, and what, what it wasn't viewed before, is like working out different muscles. Writing sketch is a different muscle than doing stand-up. You can't just stand-up. do stand-up. Do you think that you can just do stand-up and that's it? Yes. yes. You think yes. it's possible in Brian this day Regan. and age? Absolutely. Yeah, Brian Regan. He doesn't have a podcast. He doesn't have no, any of that no. shit. No. No. Brian uh, Regan? He doesn't have a sitcom. He doesn't have a book. 
I don't think so. I don't think he has a book. He's had comedy specials and albums. Yeah, it's totally possible. And, it's pure but standard. I feel like if you really want to go mainstream, that's, in a that's, way, that's where you're. That's where you're. That's where where it all lies. Is that right. whole big question of how do you define success? Yeah, and I think that's so open ended. I don't feel like that's a that's something that yeah. can be answered because each one of us have a different idea of what we want to be and where we want to go. So we all have a different idea of what success is to us. That's kind of like what I was telling Matt. Like he was, we were talking about moving to New York and whatever. I said if you move to New York. Or I guess wherever you move to, you have to know why you're moving there. Are you moving there to get an agent? Are you moving there to get a manager? Are you moving there to get a TV credit? Or are you moving there to, you know, like I did, like moving to New York so I can revamp my comedy, so I can become a better writer, so I can become a better comedian? Like, make sure you know why you're moving to a place or why you're going to do this right. thing. Now, the, 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 here's, here's the reality. That's your idea of how it should go. So exactly. like, go fuck yourself. I'm moving because I want to get the fuck away from this bullshit that I'm dealing with. Yeah. Whatever reason, or or I'm going somewhere because you know what? I don't want to know what I'm going to get when I get there. What I got? There's a million different ways. Your approach is you went with a specific thing. Exactly. Like uh, there was a. Did you ever see the Inside the Actor Studio with Dave Chappelle? Yeah. It, one of my favorite parts in that it was exactly what we're talking about right now. Is you have to name your success because uh, you know. David Chappelle, his family, his mother and father, were both like professors in colleges, yeah. and their master's degree, PhDs, and all this stuff. And so he would be the first person in his family not to go to college. Usually in America, it's the other way around. Right. So his uh, his dad said, "You're going to be a comedian, and uh, you know what's going to happen when you fail." And he goes, "Well, you know, if I can make thirty thousand dollars a year being a comedian, that's success to me." Right. And so his dad said, "Fine, you named your price. If it ever goes below that or above that." You get out, and he goes. Hence, why I moved to Africa. And he said he, his success got too much for him. That wasn't what he viewed as success. He backtracked and got out. So it's the same thing. Where it's like, I, my version of success is being in New York City, being on a stage, telling yeah. jokes. Whether I get paid for it or not, that's my success. Yeah. And I gotta say, like from the past two months, I'm enjoying it. Like I enjoy being on stage, even if it's for two two minutes at a time. That's my version of success. Yeah. I would like to validate that by saying, Will smiles. Now, yeah. <laughs> which never happened in Florida, so so um, it's definitely but made the, a change. Yeah, I mean we won't get into specifics. So, so when we talk about like Chelsea Handler, her version of success, in my from what I can view of her, is that she wanted to be in the public spotlight and she wanted to just like David Cross build this niche audience. Niche, or, niche, niche. Yeah. Is that what we do? Niche, yeah. niche uh, is like a sexy pastry. So David, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like David Cross said. There is no God, you guys are all idiots. And Chelsea Handler said, Hey girls, we can be as crazy as we want to. We can right. drink as much as we want to. We can be and dirty. We can be dirty. And right. so she got that, that especially like girls who are like 21 to 30, I would I say. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe even a little older. Even a little older than that, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say 20 to 40. I'd say yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 to 40, like, yeah. She really pinpointed those. Like she's not going to get the dude's who love Joe Rogan. Yeah. Right, no. Like, she's it's not going to get the audience. UFC crowd but or the NFL crowd. that's just how it is. Which, again, know? goes to yeah. speak to the whole David Cross thing of going to, do, doing the rooms that you enjoy, finding your audience. Yeah, exactly. Before, like Jackie said, that she she views it as you should be able to get up in front of any audience. But I like that. Cha- me, personally, I like to go to somewhere in Miami where everyone's speaking Spanish and then I do jokes in English and either they love me or they hate me or I have to try to I'm make them like me. I'm going to guess they'll hate you. They usually hate me. To a certain degree, yes, you should be able to walk into any room and make people laugh. I I just personally, I like the challenge. I can. Oh, I I appreciate that. That's how I feel. At the end of the day, and and I don't think anyone should ever blame an entire set on the audience. But at the end of the day, 
there's gonna be somebody sitting in a comedy club, and I'm gonna go up. Whether the jokes are good, bad, right, wrong, or indifferent, they're just not gonna like me or my sense of humor or my outlook on the world, so they're not gonna laugh. And that's what makes the difference. Does that between... mean I'm bad at what I'm doing at that moment? No. That person just how many times how many people do you meet and you're just like I hate you. I just don't like anything about yeah. you. There's many people that feel that way about me while while they come to see a comedy show and I I'm the guy it. that walks on that stage. You're just not going to like me. And that's the difference between a good booker and a bad booker. Right. Because a good booker is going to be like, look, I can't, this guy. I, this guy's funny, I think he's funny, but that's where the sales and the marketing should come in from the booker, not from the comic. But these days, you have to, the clubs aren't the only place where people are going to see you. So you have to be, take that into a, into account. So, Wait, so what are you saying? I can you, I can understand... No, I'm speaking both sides. Here. No, but I mean, like, what are you saying in terms... No, I'm just like, curious. Like, if you want if you, you don't work, think person... Like, being someone liking you versus your jokes, how, what were you saying about that? What I'm saying is that if you are at any point not doing what you think you should be doing, then that's where the problem is. Right. If you think that... I, if your goal is to get every audience to like you, then you're going to eventually do something that you're like, ugh. I, you yeah, know, you I don't think I mean? you should. Uh, well, I don't want to use the term "sell out" after our whole conversation, yeah. but I don't think you should pander. sell. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think you pander, should stay. Pander's a better word. Pander's, Pander's a, a better word because if, if I get up in front of a big fratty crowd and I start doing eh, dick jokes, beer, eh, and they, you know, just to connect with them, yeah, I don't. Then know. I would, I wouldn't feel good about that stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't I would, either. It's, it's like uh, laughs deprived of nutrition. It's like diet laughs. See, it's for like, me, <laughs> I like, I like the the point where you get up in front of an audience that you normally would not relate to. And they're like, all right, monkey, dance. You know, like, that's the way I take every audience. And then you use a little bit of crowd work to get them to understand your joke and see it from your side. And kind of when I like that, I like... Oh, that process is, is I like energi- that it's process. It's so energizing. I, I mean, it's reinvigorating. Like, that's something I've been working on is my crowd work. And I, I feel like I'm getting better with it. Because that's that that's how do, that's what I'm doing. I'm, and that has to, I'm, like, fishing them into myself. And that has to do a lot with your goal being a brand. Because right. you want them to like you, not necessarily your material. Right. Someone else could get up there and be like, I, I give a shit what you think about me as a person, but I'm going to talk about something to get you to think about something. Right. And that's where the dynamics start shifting with, like, more obviously. Because there was always like Andy Kaufman's, and there was yeah, always yeah. Steve Martin. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not like David Cross was the first guy to be alternative. Yeah. It's just that at the, I think this, the, the, the world in which the comedy lives in has a lot to do with how it grows, you know what I mean? Right. So so in the world of like the 90s and the internet and all of this alt comedy and the the big crash, like the the bubble burst on the comedy, right. you know, there was the boom and the crash, then then all of a sudden what what rises to the top of the people who suddenly maybe don't care as much about what people think because people don't know what they need what they like. People don't know what they think. Here's what I'm I'm going to I'm going to pull out my uh, my card here is that coming from a dude who spent the past 5 years being an MC at a comedy club where it's like, oh, I need to reach out to as many different audiences as possible so I can get booked as an MC, I feel like I was creatively inhibited because I had to start thinking inside the box. I need to make sure that all these people understand me so that I I can work with John Witherspoon, so that I can work with David Spade, so that I can work with... Uh, you know, whatever Hispanic comedian or name whatever drop, gay comedian. Name drop, name yeah, drop. yeah, yeah. Now, now I'm just going generic. <laughs> yeah, gay comedian. Yeah. <laughs> I work with a black guy. But I feel like I feel like commercial? there's gotta be a way where you can 
get people who are totally not on your level to understand you. I think there's a skill. In you know what I mean? I think there's a like skill the skill in making man, people the see the crowd work of it. You like, know what I mean? Like Chris Rock does uh, have this thing where he said that he doesn't like how segmented stand-up comedy. And once again, this is just from his perspective, but it's a pretty fucking good perspective. Yeah. Where he says that back in the he doesn't like how everything's segmented as far as like. You know this this demographic for this comedian or whatever it is. Right. He said like back in the day, you know, it was him and and Seinfeld and and uh, Paul Rodriguez and mm-hmm. whoever else. They were they all performed on the same show. Yeah. And I see that a lot of times in stand-up comedy in New York, mm-hmm. where it's you know it's a very diverse group of people. But at the same time, like with that being said, in that diverse group of people, you're gonna find some people who like this comedian way better than this comedian and completely hate this comedian. Yeah. And yeah. I think. Uh, like this is quote I love from Winston Churchill that says, "You have enemies, good. That means you've stood up for something sometime in your life." Right. So that means like if you make an enemy out of somebody, like you have a point of view. Right. Which is what you strive for in stand-up comedy. Yeah. You want this personal point of view right. that nobody else can take from you. That's like, oh, like fuck, Bill. I never would have thought the way Bill Burr thinks. Yeah. Holy, where he thinks eighty-five percent of the population needs to be killed, and he thinks it from this perspective. I'm on board. I think 85% of the people in this room need to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> that's coming from a guy who's fucking 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. And technically, that would mean you have to cut off your shins. The, I miss yeah. the days when might makes right. You know, I miss those days. <laughs> ah, I why just, can't we just rape and pillage? Well, no, not rape, but convince with threatening. Yeah, no. not rape. I, I, what, what I'm getting at is that... Rape is a strong word. Rape, rape is yeah. a strong word. <laughs> yeah, if not, I wasn't here, you guys could rape all you want. But no, no, no. Uh, forcefully convince you to have sex with him. Yeah. But there's another quote. I like. It's the same... It's kind of... Uh, the modernization of that quote where it was like if I've learned anything from video games finding enemies means you're going the right direction yeah that's good and I was like wow man that's fucking that's brilliant because <laughs> I know exactly like, being like the Nintendo generation I'm like oh yeah there's bad guys there that means I have to go kill the bad guys alright so I just quoted Winston Churchill you quoted the, the informer yeah yeah the internet <laughs> nice and you want to know what we boasted the same fucking thing <laughs> the, <laughs> The idea is, oh, bringing it full circle, is that there's a million different ways to get to where you're going. It all depends on what defines success for you. And the process, like, like the process in... In, in, in getting to success. In getting to yourself, too. Because if you're... if Again, there's plenty of comics out there, and we've you know talked in, in private about like people that, that want fame. Right. They want yeah. the, to be the name. I want to be... Sean Kernet. Yeah. And oh my God, <laughs> Jordan! Yeah, but but there's but there, and and you want to know what I would? I, you've told me that that's something he did. He says, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he he's, does. He's, he's, he's very open about so it. Yeah. So there, you again, you're the idea that that your way of doing it is the only way of doing it. The the one thing, the perfect example is that Chris Rock, man, he does, on the same show with Jerry Seinfeld. They both fucking made it. They do very different things. Yeah, you know what I mean. They, the 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 reality is is that if you're doing something. To benefit yourself, express yourself well, and the goal is to be funny. Be funny first. Right. That's the thing. No one's gonna give a shit if you like. Like if we go to an open mic and someone says a shock thing and they're expecting a laugh, it's like, why aren't you guys laughing at that? It's because because you didn't make it funny in any way. You just said the thing. It's all about you know make whether you're doing the Bill Bill Burr deconstructionist thing of breaking down a situation to its minute pieces, or you're gonna do the laser focus Mitch Hedberg one liner absurdity. Then and I, fine. Honestly, I feel like in comedy, there's so many routes you can take to success, to to follow everything that you want to do. So I feel like it's not clean cut. There are tons of options. 
Yeah, there's. It's, I mean, it's that, an art, man. There's no rule book. To so, it. In, in essence, like the heroes that you pick are kind of interesting in the way that one of them was for the brand and one of them was for the art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that that's that's kind of where the intersection is where everybody lives. See, everybody right. is somewhere on that spectrum. I would like right. to, uh, to go back and clarify any statements I meant about Chelsea Handler and her brand is that her brand isn't necessarily that she said, oh, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what my character is going to be. Right. Her character is her, she herself. Seems like She's herself. herself. Exactly. That's what I like about her. So she right. uh, found her personal point of view. She established it and realized like it's almost like Chris Hardwick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Hardwick, you know, was always a nerd. Mm-hmm. He was always this nerdy dude, and he just, he liked nerdy shit. And then uh, he was, but he was doing singled out. He was yeah. hosting singled out. He was hosting sure. all these bullshit God, shows, MTV and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and or he, that, like a dating show that was on a boat, yeah, or whatever it was. And he also did like uh, musical comedy with the, the Harden Firm. Yeah, yeah. The, he did. That's that's he he. He f- and they were all nerdy things, and he just kind of stuck to his guns. And look yeah, at him now. Once he finally stuck to his guns, found his point of view, and branded himself, that's where he started to take off. And now he's a, he's a conglomerate. And then it also started from him creating his own things. Yeah, because that's what the climate dictated. That it was it was the perfect environment. So yeah. being and aware, I see that isolating yourself from your surroundings and thinking, oh no, my shit is all this and everything, mm-hmm. and around me is not important. That that's always going to hinder you. That's always going to be wrong. Well, like I said, you know, it's your your idea of success. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So this episode went a little long, but but uh, I think we we talked about a lot of good stuff. This is the first right. time we've actually really talked about comedy on the podcast. Yeah. And we'll that probably, was my favorite part. Thanks yeah. for having us, guys. You no, know, no, it's great. Uh, big thanks to Jackie Barron and Matt Bellick for being in yeah, here. Man. And Thank you guys. Uh, um, yeah, and and do us a favor and um, spread the word. We're going to be doing these uh, comedy hero podcasts. Uh, once a month or something. And once a month. Because we'll yeah, like we didn't really... Every fourth one, maybe. Maybe, something like that. We didn't really talk about ours, or maybe when we can't think of anything. Yeah. Any, we'll, we'll figure something out. It'll be our Santa. We'll, we'll, we'll call it... I love all comedy, so... Yeah. But we'll, we'll, def- we'll talk Shut about... Shut the fuck up, Jackie. <laughs> all right, Shut easy. Shut the fuck up. It looks really bad that the one girl is getting yelled at constantly. Yeah, ah, she I mean? barely oh, constitutes female. I'm not... Jesus. Yeah, it's... I'm like... Three and a half men podcast. Three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I feel so at home. <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys for listening. If you're still listening at this point, not turning it off and writing uh, angry letters on Twitter. Or letters? You can't write letters on Twitter. No, you only get 140 characters. 140 letters on Twitter. Um, characters whatever the um, do us a favor and uh, give us your Twitter handle so they can follow you on Twitter oh uh, yes, I'm, yes. yeah me sorry uh, I was like who at Jackie J-A-C-K-Y just kidding Jackie just kidding mine's uh, just first last name Matt Bellick M-A-T-T-B-E-L-L-A-K the spelling will also be on the thing that you're listening this to uh, listening on this uh, listening this Listening There's to this, can you speak in 140 characters? No. <laughs> the, um, wow. I, this is the long. I realized that the, my limit, 120, uh, an hour and 20 minutes, is the <laughs> limit where my brain's just like, stop talking. Man. Too many words. <laughs> so, um, thank you guys for listening. I'm Mike Mercado. I'm Will Watkins. Go out and be heroic. The internet ruined grapefruit for you. Did you see that? I, just, I saw this right now. What Did you see it? Uh, have you seen the grape? It's not what you showed me. It's uh, the grapefruit technique. No. What is this? Oh, fuck. Pause. We'll is this pause like, this. Is, it, is that like the videos that we showed Actually, you yesterday? Is it like the picture I sent you? Yeah. It sounds hot. It's Depending <laughs> on your definition of sexy. Matt has low standards, so for him. Oh, this is going to be...
gonna hit a this all-time is gonna high be for him. Goddamn ridiculous! Uh, have to sign in to confirm my age on this video, guys. Content warning. Uh, Angel's gonna teach us this. Yeah, right hold on technique? a second. I like watching weird sex videos, like weird videos of people doing weird shit when they're having sex. I just like to judge them. Hmm. Oh, I can stand up. I'm too short. Now this is my bonus technique, the grapefruit. Normally, you can only get this technique in one of my classes, but. I want to share this with you because this I believe lady every man should get great teaches classes. When you grow with your what? man, it's going to feel as On sex, apparently, it's oh, called really? angel. Turn it up, I got to take notes. No better feeling than you ever get than being grapefruited. So, what you need to do is you need to, of course, have a grapefruit. Right, okay. So, you she gets the grapefruit. Fruit is room temperature. Uh, room All temperature is very important. And what you're going to do is you're going to find the navel. You find the There's navel on the grapefruit. And, and you're going to cut off the edges. You're going to leave essentially a ring of grapefruit. Same thing. Thank Approximately you. the size of your man's penis. To so get a hole in the grapefruit, the rest of it, the size of the man's penis. Just approximately. All you want to do so is just kind a of nice see. hole okay. in the middle of the grapefruit. Okay, yeah. so you got like a grapefruit ring. Yeah. Now, if you thick. take it, how big it is, okay, because you can always. It depends on the size of the guy that you're going to be doing this to. Yeah, I want to do it that guy. Yeah, that guy's that's a huge. Push the flesh back. Right. It's just grapefruit. Or you could just squeeze it. Now, when you grapefruit your man, he has to be blindfolded. Key blindfolds. Okay. Got it. You came to the bedroom with a grapefruit. What is your man gonna say? What are you gonna do with that? Is it gonna burn and all that other thing? So you don't want any of that. So this is what you do. Say, baby, you know what? Tonight I want to do something a little freakier. Mm -hmm. I want to suck your dick blindfolded. Your man will blindfold himself if he knows he's gonna get some head. So now, now she knows her shit. Like I now it's got true. a lot of credibility. The grapefruit already prepared under the bed. He smelled the citrus in the air. He thinks you have on some new Victoria's Secrets or something. He has yeah. no idea. Some grapefruit what scented. What you're going to do is be a woman of your word. Now, you have to get his penis erect. So what you're going to do is just suck his dick. That's like you said you were going to do. What? Stop it. Is she making those noises? <laughs> oh, my God. Sounds like Tasmanian devil. <laughs> she just stopped like that. Business as usual. From your mouth. You're going to twist up and down on his shaft. Which looks fantastic. <laughs> What the fuck is she doing? Sounds like she doesn't like it. <laughs> now, ladies, remember, grapefruit is also a fat burner, so you're actually losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> now, once you're doing this technique, it feels amazing to him, but he still has no idea what you're doing. So what you want to tell your man to Does do she is do this. The sound again? Take the blindfold off. Don't. He's going to be looking at you like, what the hell are you doing? Probably. But... Never From the noise, stop. at least. All he's going to be thinking is, I could have been fucking a grapefruit all these years. And that's the grapefruit technique. Wow. Okay, hold on, we're coming back to that. Let's do this again. Now you have to get yeah, I'd like to hear her do it again. That's like you said you were going to do. Well, here we go. Oh! Watch it. Sounds like Jamie's getting into a fight. Sounds like Tasmanian Devil. It does sound like the Tasmanian Devil. Yeah. I don't like this video for one reason. Her eyeshadow? Nope. <laughs> Look, they shot her from a different angle. She looks like she's eating, like bite, taking bites out of that shit. In her defense, that is like a fucking foot-long dildo. I know, yeah, she was sucking a giant delicious jammy in her throat. Yeah, but you still don't need to make that noise. What I really love is she put a condom on the dildo. Did she? It's classic. It looks like there is a condom on the dildo, yeah. which I think is good. You don't want to get that acid on the latex.